That's a Shame is brought to you by the people who support us over at patreon.com slash shamecity. If you have a dollar, two dollars, a dollar to spare, join us again at patreon.com slash shamecity. Please. Hello and welcome to a very spooky episode of A Shame. So so spooky were we that we vanished off the face of the earth for months on end. But we're back when October comes a knocking up. We come a rocking. Uh, we've often said that, haven't we, Declan? Co-host yeah, that, Declan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have. We have often said that, co-host Isaac. Yeah, it's pretty, um, pretty it's exciting. We we're back from the traditional the dead. shame city summer hiatus. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a bit like school in that way, like summer holidays. We've got to have, Bye. you know, to recuperate. Um, which is weird because it's the time certainly that I have the most of to, to make yeah. that kind of content. But I guess um, also when we've got Spooktober coming up as it, it comes around every year. I don't know if you, if you've noticed every single year, it's, it takes it like many months of planning, many, many months of us doubling down in the basement, the ideas basement yeah. and coming up with all of these great concepts that we've, that we've managed. And the last thing that you want to do is kind of like blow your sort of content load <laughs> In the, in the months in September. Oh my God, yes. September, nothing. And so to counteract that. The, the Queen's death anniversary now. Yeah, we've d- we did nothing in September just so that we could never one-up ourselves um, because yeah. anything that we do now will be necessarily more content um, and therefore better than, than before. We're thrilled to be back, but terrified to our core by this, this the scariest of months. How scared have you been? It's only two days in, but I know you like to get scared quite early sometimes. Well, I it's a Sunday, and I have what they call the Sunday scaries. Did you go to feels, church? Which it, feel, <laughs> it feels even even more apt as we enter this the, the spookiest of months uh-huh. to be frightened just by by a day of the week. What's really. the scariest thing that's happened to you today? Today, yeah, or yesterday, um, I guess. Like just just some kind of fun, scary anecdote. Just so recently, far. I guess nothing too too scary. You know, if it was going to um, kill the the vibe. A bunch of um, my payments came out, and it, and, it, and it did it did some very spooky things to my bank balance. <laughs> it's dastardly, <laughs> really, really more. quite haunting. Yeah, I can um, like keep you up at night, sort of haunting. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I suppose that would be it for me. What about what about you? What's the what's either the scariest thing that's happened to you, or mm-hmm. this could be a fun twist. What's the scariest thing you've done to someone else? That's so a great this, question. This I uh, went to see the film Smile. Have you seen any of the the no, marketing I, around the film Smile? Yeah, I've seen I've Caitlin seen the marketing. Stacey I saw the, the people doing the creepy smiles. Yeah, at what a good idea that was. I thought that was like I haven't seen that kind of guerrilla marketing stuff since like the two thousands. I was pleased to see that. Yeah, um, we went to how see much, the film. How much would you need to be paid to stand for the entirety of let's say a football match? I'd do it for free. I do, for free. <laughs> for, I do for stuff like that game. all the time. I quite often, for, for someone who's almost 30, I quite often, at least once a week, find myself hiding somewhere or standing somewhere where I expected someone was going to arrive soon 
but they're taking sometimes up to about 10 minutes and I'm in like oh, an uncomfortable yeah. place, like under a table or behind a curtain. And I'm just like, hmm, should I be doing this? <laughs> and just reflect <laughs> on how much effort you're putting into, into the, the spooks and scares, but someone's going to do it. Are you saying that once you turn 30 and God, it must be a matter of days, weeks now. It's a while. Um, um, it's a big percentage of the year. That you'll be putting an, a stop to all that. No, no, I don't think so. I think actually yeah, the older you up. get necessary, the fear is a bell curve in, in some respects. Um, or actually not a bell wow. curve. It's sort of a parabola where like you're at your scariest when you're quite young and very old. So we're, at, I'm actually right. entering, I think your twenties are some of the least scary years. So I'm entering into a, a new <laughs> decade of fear. Uh, mm-hmm. with a view to when you start getting really foul looking and decrepit that's when it comes back around because you go from little ghost kid that can say like right. spooky high-pitched nursery rhymes and then you're just kind of nothing for a while like you have to rely on the just jump scare mentality mm. but when like imagine if imagine me like a sort of lovely 25 year old sort of looking guy like i just just say as like a playing age, like 25. Yeah, I knew you. I knew about four or five years ago. Yeah. No, no. But I mean, like even now people probably look at me, they're like, yeah, mid twenties. Like imagine that if I was like yeah, looking at someone on a bus and smiling, they'd be like, that's really nice. It's lovely to see oh, a handsome a shame young that, man looking at me. And what a shame that that, what a shame that that 25 year old man has a lot of gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> that that's be stylish. So they'll probably think, they'll probably think, wow, an interesting dye job he's had. But now fast forward until I'm up 55 65 yeah. that that will be a fright like that will come with an inherent fear all of which yeah. is to say that when the day i was going to see the film smile it was like an unlimited screening you know the cine world the the now bust uh cinema <laughs> company that i've chained my horse to i'll right. be riding until it <laughs> drops dead um they do like previews before films come out for and they always give you like a really disgusting snack that they clearly can't get rid of okay. otherwise so it's like it's some fucked up flavor of tango you've never heard of like dark berries that just no, no one has that. ever ordered um and so we were going to that but it was like it was on a a weeknight. Normally I go to the cinema at the weekend, just a little insight yeah. into my life. And so I didn't have much turnaround before leaving the, the flat. And I found myself in a kind of altered state, if you will, in, no. the, in the period, like I had an hour and a half, um, like lesson I was teaching before oh. I had to leave. Yeah. And then in the 15 minutes before then I was like getting ready. Um, you know, I, I put out my stuff that I needed. I was like, got my AirPods charged. And then straight afterwards, almost as if this was, part of my routine i was like putting my shoes on in one hand and in the other hand i was googling a picture of the poster of smile to print off and i like sent it to my printer to be printed and then went into my flatmate matthew's bathroom and blue tacked it to the mirror but i didn't it didn't feel like me doing it you know it didn't feel like i it didn't feel premeditated this was just something that had to happen I it, honestly, I was completely like if I'd been strapped up to a, an ECG or something like it was, you it were, didn't register. You were just a vessel for this, for this. Yeah, quirk it of truly fate. felt like someone was doing it through me. And then we got back and I'd forgotten about it, to be honest. And it was many, many hours later, like eight hours after I'd done mm. it, that um, Matthew was going to bed. And I was in my room, which is adjoins, you know, it's a two rooms away from that bathroom. Mm. And I could hear him like brushing his teeth or something. And it was, I put it on the mirror, kind of 
yeah. with the hope that, you know, the best case scenario, you get that kind of double take. But probably you open the door and you'd see it straight away. Yeah. It's a picture of Caitlin Stacey going, doing a big grin. Yeah. And the scream that emerged from the bathroom is the <laughs> most, it's the most genuine, like sound effect style scream I've heard in my whole real life. Like, Your new flatmate will it was help. <laughs> amazing. It was amazing. And he's, I, it, he said, he came out afterwards and since has said, you know, it took a couple of days for him to admit this. He said, that's the best scare i've ever come up like that i've ever happened wow. in my life because so it perfectly happened was... that he did like double take upwards yeah. to it and and it yeah it couldn't have been planned better so what, what you're saying is whatever deity was working through you they've mm-hmm. done their job well fucking nailed it now they they did get their own back on me briefly because after he tore it down in fright i went and hid it in our living room kind of half peeking out from one mm. of the curtains promptly forgot it was there and then that about half an hour later went into the kitchen <laughs> but the lights were off and when i turned oh, the lights no. on uh there there, there, there she, she was, was. And I went, like that so it's it swings it, around it's, about. it's interesting like for for people who you know for all intents and purposes have a lot of responsibilities yeah we're we're quite callous about you know just admitting to a lot of mental illness so what, what mental illness are you referring to? Well, just, you know, like, you know, voices acting through you, the spirits. No, no, that's not mental illness. That's a divine kind of, I was chosen. Okay, it's like a little I was adventure. chosen to do that. I've, I've developed a new sleep madness since last oh, you, yes. you saw me. <laughs> you didn't um, have enough of those. No, not, not anywhere near enough. I have, uh, I have my first ever experience of sleepwalking. <gasps> no. Oh, yes. I mean, and they, I've never heard of anyone who did it just once. So yeah, so exactly. That. That's why I, I do mean first. <laughs> and he never <laughs> did only. it again. I, I, I went, I tried to have a nap when I got in from work. Yeah. I was absolutely shattered. And when I woke up, there had been an, a significant change in my room. Yeah. Um, that would have very much confused me, apart from the fact that I had a, the vaguest memory of being responsible for it. Yeah. Um, which is that while I had been asleep, I had uh, got out of bed. Yep. I'd walked down the corridor mm-hmm. into the kitchen. I'd opened the fridge. I had taken out an oven pizza. I had walked back to bed, put the pizza next to the pillow, and then gone back to sleep. <laughs> That's like you were trying to channel it into your dream. I was so hungry that I was like, by the way, when you get up, you need <laughs> to this. like make this. That's really good. Um, so yeah, so there's that. And then I, I'm even more concerned that I did it again a couple of days later when I went for drinks with a friend. Yeah. And um, I think he left about like two and then I had ordered some food. I think mm-hmm. I, I don't really remember ordering the food, but I, I, what I do asleep. remember is waking up at about half five in the morning and being very hungry and thinking, Hey, didn't I order some food? And then checking and it said the food had been delivered and I got Ooh. out of bed and went into the living room and there it was like on the, on the sort of coffee table. Oh, still no. in the bag, That's horror like, film untouched. shit though. Like, it you sleepwalking is one option but i i'm mm. thinking i'm hearing possession well well this is the thing is that i thought well friend friend of flatmate mark must mm. have let them in which is a shame because it would have been about three in the morning when it had turned up um and so i you know ate one of the wraps and then i went to bed and then um the next day i thanked him for letting in the food and he was like i i didn't i've been anyone. dead for 10 years <laughs> he's like i didn't let anyone in so now i'm worried that i did it again which is even mm. more frightening because I, I do not sleep in 
clothes slash pajamas. Oh so no! I'm quite possibly, given the poor Just Eat Man, the absolute no fright of in his life. <laughs> that's wild. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean that sound. I mean, it's good that you're putting this on record. Is all I'll say because it will make the court case more straightforward, kind of cut and dry. Exactly, right? Uh, you, they'll you've know got to have to your touchstones to. to go back to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess look out for, have you unearthed any any interesting ancient scrolls that might be responsible for this? Have you done anything Not, that, did you go to the, the Egypt wing of the British Museum and start fucking around um, with I, skeletons? I did, I did drink from uh, like the fountain of, of youth. Um, um that's not that was usually that, a side effect to that, that. That was just one. That was just once. Like yeah. that's not. No, they won't um, do you for that. No, 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 exactly. So we're in the month of Spooktober, and it's a firm favourite here on That's a Shame, isn't it? It's the time oh, of the year that favorite. we like to curl up with a good ghost and just hug it senseless. That's what I like to get up to. Yeah. And um, as you'll have seen over at our Twitter, which is Declan. That well, we've got Shame, shame City Gang. <laughs> that shame. Yeah. Yeah, Shame City Gang. That's the one. <laughs> We've yeah. put out a graphic, a PNG, if you will, a pung, as I like to pronounce it. Don't say that. And on, in this pung, upon it, um, verily shall you see the schedule for this month, this this month that we call Oct, uh, wherein we have five episodes of... We've got five spook build It's episodes. multifaceted as well. Some five people, they'd be doing five of basically the same thing over and over again, but ours and couldn't what, be more different. No, what we're doing still is being we're ghosts. doing five of the same things we've done before again, mm. which is very, like, it's I can't new. say it's very different from just it's doing the same thing over and over. Exactly. And today's one is, is uh, kind of, you know, we're just setting the groundwork. We don't want to scare you too early. We don't want to get too frightful too, too fast. No, no, no. And so we're going to, yes, be talking about some pretty scary stuff. Consider that a, a little warning here. Um, there'll be ghosts, there'll be ghouls, there'll be spectres and, and everything in, in between. But we're going to be doing it in a kind of place of safety, which is the the Imagiporium um, and the fleshy pink confines of our own minds, wherein we we know we feel safe. Minds and, minds and mouths. Minds, mouths, throat pipes, all of those areas that we feel most ourselves and most at home. So yeah, all right, a ghost is scary, but what's it going to do to you in your own mind? Come on, just the it idea of a ghost. Come on, Come it's on. never hurt anyone, has it? No, this is so. We this is sort of like um, it's it's very similar to some of our our Patreon content, isn't it? Isaac, oh, I, I didn't realize that, but yes, I suppose yeah, it is. It's like the content that we do over at patreoncom city Yeah, where we have a, a where show. you throw money at, at no yeah. content for, for two months. <laughs> it's Sorry, like a vending machine. I did pause it <laughs> once. Uh, yeah, it's like a vending machine that you put coins in, and then yeah. you just get to look at. at yeah, that, but without ever ever really tasting it. No, well, we do a show over there called Cups. Mm-hmm. Um, which is based on one of our all-time favourite formats here. It's quite frightening. And may I say, one of the favourite formats of the listenership en masse, mm-hmm. um, where we we pull these random ideas from the very depths very of random, the brain, yeah. from, from the spirit realm sometimes, from the altered state, you know, yeah. all sorts. Um, and we, we flesh them. We fuck them up. We flesh them in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's what we that's what we're going to be doing. We're today. creating Although, art. We're creating movies. Yes, we're creating yes, games, and um, and we're going to be taking it in turns just to dream up what what would the world be like if one of these great ideas came to fruition. Now it never will. You've got to be at peace with that because we don't have the kind of budget or or even sort of enthusiasm to see them through. Yeah. 
But and I, dare I say it, many of them would be uh, criminally liable content. Well, I haven't seen yours, but obviously that's not true of mine. Um, but thanks for the warning, I suppose. Mine, you can make them if you want. I'm going to say that. I'm giving you license, li- dear listener. Fly forth and create. Yeah, yeah, but you have to cut us in. And you have to create, you can put it under like inspired by and then Declan's full name you can put. And um, inspired by an idea from and, and yeah. my phone number yeah and his legal representation <laughs> yeah well. well naturally should we go what comes first for you the film or the game um well i suppose do they make more horror films out of games or more horror games out of films because i think it's wow. one genre where there's a pretty even balance that's crazy that's a crazy like question silent hill. Me. i don't have they just like silent hill that was that was a game right yeah. But then they made... Well, it was a hill first. Then they made the movies. Hmm. But then I'm sure that there are examples the other way around as well, where you of have... Films that fil- have turned into games. Film. Yeah, like Friday the Like the Alien as well, yeah. Yeah, Friday Alien 13th, Isolation. Of course. So I, I guess what you're saying is there's no answer to the question. Yeah, I guess just first. toss a coin in, in, your old, in your mind and tell Ding! me which, It's which film. Way. <laughs> it's film, no <laughs> way. So okay, Declan's yeah, so. brought film ideas to the table. I brought game ideas. Um, yeah. And because Declan, you're 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 quite keen, right? You're quite a, a kind of cinephile, would you say? That's that's me. Yeah, exactly. What's uh, some uh, of your favourites that you've seen? I, I Any like to... foreign language ones or not? You don't fuck with that kind of stuff. Oh, so I only films that are directed by white men. Okay, that's, that's my kind of um, vibe Fair because enough. they know the most about films, right? They make the best. I guess art. they've made that's quite a lot what... of them as a yeah, demographic. Exactly. If that's what you're. Um, and if a woman were to make a film, like, what, what would it even be about? Shopping, like, maybe. Like, oh, yeah, God. It's just an idea. Yeah. Um, um, let's whenever, the word, whenever the word cinephile comes up, I do have to mention the very good tweet uh, that was guy guy who who can't think of the word cinephile. You could say I'm something of a movie <laughs> pedophile. <laughs> this is uh, such a good joke. Um, yeah, I, so I've brought three horror film titles. Okay, so you've gone for not the ones that currently exist, mm-hmm. um, or do, and they? I've tried to to sort of cross the various different types of of like title and horror like tropes and genres across the three, so that they're not like I haven't just brought you know the Texas Chainsaw um, Attack one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. You know? We've tried to vary it up. So this is a this is one that I feel is a sort of slightly older horror um genre as it okay were. um and, and it's time the, to bring it back oh 100 we should leave it where because, it lies because you know that there's you can't these days like you can't do an original idea <sighs> yeah tell me it's about all it. about bringing back old sort of intellectual properties yeah. and and and, and I, ideas, love IP. So. I love ip i love ip yeah so I'm, I'm going for that sort of thing and this one is called i saw it in the bog brackets <laughs> last night Oh, okay. I, I've got to say, gotcha. I love the brackets. I Thank love you. the brackets. Thank you. It gives oh, it a, yeah. such a sense of immediacy. Yeah. Because if someone came up to you and said, oh, I saw it, you're like, well, when? <laughs> you know? <Yeah. laughs> How does that affect me? Is there an yeah, immediate exactly, problem right? or is this just a memory of yours? Because don't, don't be bothering me with, with things but, from the past. But also, like, if someone just came up to you and said, I saw it in the bog last night in, in kind of like one go, it's like, that's too much information. Yeah, I can't so pass you, all that. 
no. So the parentheses there, just to give you that little that little pause. It's a it's a breath, right? Cognitive load. It's, yeah, yeah. It's giving the the viewer space to take that in and process it and say, "Oh wow, I wonder what they saw in the bog." Wait, yeah. it was last night. Fuck! I oh my god! I better spring into action now. One kind of question before we dive into into you know casting and and plot and uh, the gaffer. Maybe we'll need to get yeah, him yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Um, is it? capital capital it capital i'll be saying I. it's pennywise no it's just a capital i okay no but not not the t no okay. so it can't it can be anything it could be pennywise it could be but it's probably it probably shouldn't be um <laughs> just because uh, like if this is the first of our projects we've not got a lot of capital <laughs> okay right, uh, right with right, which right. to make it and i think that that steven um, you know, I think your charges are pretty penny. How though he is, <laughs> he's not giving that one away. Fair enough, fair enough. I saw it in the bog brackets last night. All right, yeah. I think this has got to be very good. This film, and I'm, <laughs> it, I'm it willing better to be because the I'm title's not that. bringing anyone in. <laughs> so the I don't film, know. I'd better be very good. Well, the title, the title suggests to me a kind of the crucible kind of setup right mm. i think and, and what i mean by that is that we're in salem specifically okay, right but the thing about the crucible oh, was that in... arthur miller was too afraid to set it in the 20th century or indeed the 21st yeah. he'd never even dreamed that the 21st yeah. century would happen miller famously thought that the past was going to end with 1999 he thought that was it he thought the past was going to end he said that's as far as it'll wow. go and then we're done <laughs> there'll be no now there'll be no doubt <laughs> and so maybe this is like I've I've got to imagine a lot of people when the Crucible came out. I don't know how successful it was in its original run, but I've got to imagine they were like, "And then what?" Um, but Arthur Miller, he never told you, "And then what?" <laughs> no, that was it. That was the he left end. you to just think yourself and to come up with parallels to to McCarthyism on your own, which I think is is kind. Well, I don't want to say lazy, but it's there's more work that could be done in that area. Yeah, to expose. Why? Why why have it in the subtext when you could have it in the text? So what if the thing you saw in the bog last night is Arthur Miller and he's exploring modern day Salem, um, okay. bogs and all, you know, really getting to know the the lay of the land and what <laughs> does a bog count as land or is that the sea? Um yeah, It's kind I mean, of where the land meets the sea. Wow, it's it's a it's a fusion, isn't it? It's beautiful, yeah. It's I land sea fusion. Like so you're you're going for bog as in swampland. Yeah. You're not going for bog I know, I've actually the... neatly sidestepped the idea that it could mean anything else and I can't I can't think You're not you're saying that Arthur Miller is 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 like He's not scuba diving around down the shit down an armitage shanks, <laughs> if that's what you're getting at. <laughs> okay, cool. It's, pro- so it's he's a preposterous idea. Uh, and are there is there a bog in modern day Salem? Yeah, it's most it's mostly bog now. Oh, okay. Uh, because well, that's, of the that's quite handy. Because if you imagine Salem, it's got to be a terribly popular place to visit, right? And you know, like Glastonbury after they've they've had all the festival there. Yeah. It's a bog city. So maybe not all year round is Salem a bog, but I've got to imagine after witching season. It's um, after that, yeah. So yeah, he's going there in like November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in there. I mean, he's there for October as well. Don't get me wrong. Like okay. he's not he, he was he's not there. turning up late for the party. Yeah. He was okay. there, but he was sort of in disguise. And in November, <clears throat> that's when Well his... you, you know you know Arthur Miller, like <laughs> if, he, if he turned up in modern day Salem, he'd be he would be he as it were swamped him. with fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what I think is we I want to capture in the opening of the film, for me, 
most horror films, when I think of them in my mind, that really have mm. affected me, the ones that I saw, you know, when I was like a teenager or even younger, it's those opening scenes. Like it's kind of before everything kicks off that is the bit that sticks with you. Yeah, and that's even the ones that that don't yeah. like drop the ball and, and that stay really good, like The Shining or something. It's still for me, those shots of the car yeah, on the road with yeah, the with exactly the yeah, DSRA yeah. uh, or the shots of the beautiful street in Halloween. Um, yeah. And... And I wonder, can we capture that? Can we capture something about what Salem is is like in November? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. Well, yeah, well, I was going to say like that. <laughs> that seems quite crucial, like but, because but, I, I sorry, and again, like I don't, I don't want to hurry you along, but like, what did <laughs> do you have any conception of what what he did see? in the bog last night well no what? no this is the thing this <laughs> okay. is the thing someone saw arthur miller i was in the bog. Yeah. right sorry it's, i know i've made that clear sorry. arthur's not our protagonist Ar- no if anything the, the opposite I is the i is a little lad maybe he's called rudy okay. rudy joe or something yeah rudy dash joe you know they like to in salem they're always yeah, yeah. giving you the double name and, uh, and so what, what you're saying is that he obviously he would have recognized arthur miller and he would have said <laughs> well he's i saw i saw arthur the miller in the bog last night but it was, I saw it was it late square brackets <laughs> arthur miller editors notes in the, arthur in the bog acclaimed playwright acclaimed night. dead playwright arthur miller in the salem bog no because what look look i I can't say I'm across all of the detail as of yet, but one thing <laughs> right. I do have is the emotional yeah. sense of the place. Okay, yeah. And what I lack in my geographical knowledge of whether there is a bog in Salem, yeah. I make up for with this beautiful insight, which is that, you know, after a party or, or the what I'm thinking of really is after like a festival, like yeah. my own experience of this is the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah. But there's something very weird about being, if you stay for too long at the end of the Fringe, then everything's sort of like closing in on itself and, it yeah. feels like you know, feels like the light is starting to somehow the real world get brighter. And exactly, it's like if you if you stay up too late to a point where flux turns off, and yeah. you're like, Jesus yeah, Christ, yeah, yeah. my life is in shambles. <laughs> <laughs> now, can we do that for Salem? That's what I'm asking. Yeah. So, can we show what it's like after the annual Salem witch? Uh, which festival? I, okay, I guess I they have. I guess the only issue that we might have there is that not many people who are going to the film will have an idea of what it's like before. <laughs> will it's like it will be implied. What it's like during we'll the, the witch such festival. a good montage. And therefore, <laughs> and therefore the after will, will just sort of take the place of what is Salem. I, you Can know, I, some people see it, that as a problem. I see it as an the, opportunity. Is the boy scared of Arthur Miller? That, like, the town is scared of Arthur Miller because okay. they think he's, He's planning he another one. <laughs> He's trying to do the crucible to them again to get material for the sequel. They're so he calls it the tucible. Yeah. <laughs> now, they're worried like that he's just gonna like have them inundated that they're gonna have to have a second I, s- I saw goody miller down the bog and i'd be like <laughs> rudy joe you saw no such thing i'll clip your ear if you come at me like that that i think sends in massachusetts isn't it so i don't think they'll have yeah. that accent but no. maybe they will maybe that's part of the unreality of the place mm. because salem is so it's such a representational space, you know, like oh, we can make of it what we want. And I, I think it would actually be lazy of us to find out many facts about it. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. then we're just what cribbing from reality. That's fucking slumber. Yeah. This isn't a documentary. Exactly. Thank you. For like, so I, in case anyone was under any aspersions, very little of this has actually ha- taken place. <laughs> 
Well, I, I wouldn't go that far. I think we want to keep a sense of mystique. Like, will okay. they, won't they, ha- these things happen? Will yeah. they, brackets, these things occur? Will, will Arthur Miller be in the Salem box? Like, maybe this November. Like, give yeah. it 29 days or something and go and check for yourself. That's what the film invites you to do. And probably the will and, be fans who do that. And, and we should maybe the... set up a little, like, a little. Sorry, this might be putting the cart before oh. the horse, but I'm saying we need to get ahead of of that incoming demand for when the mm. film comes out. And maybe we need to get in touch with the Salem sort of tourist board and have a, a walking tour of all of Miller's favorite bogging spots, like set yeah. up for after and, the fact. And, you know, like lots of um, horror films tend to be, you know, allegories for some kind of social or historical yeah, yeah, issue. Yeah. Like, does this film have a a message or is it like, if you, is the message just, if you're a little boy and you see Arthur Miller in, in the Salem bog, no one will believe you. Well, I think the thing is, the thing is they do believe him, but they don't okay. wish, they don't want to accept want that to it could him. be the okay. case, you know, because the events of the crucible crushed that town and that man, Giles, who got literally crushed by stones, as I remember. Mm. Um, and so I think the, the film is kind of a, yeah, it's, it's certainly allegorical, but it's about that kind of way in which we, turn a blind eye willingly to things that we we don't feel we're equipped to deal with whether individually in our own lives i'm sure you can think mm. of examples i'm thinking of some now from your life uh, well i'm thinking i'm thinking of uh, of the fact that you know we're we're not equipped to do a film about salem and yet we're turning a very blind eye to that and <laughs> going ahead anyway despite the best requests of the arthur miller yeah. estate <laughs> well given that he's just played him in blonde um, and it oh, was no way. This. two on the nose um, casting, like so Who perfect. It? It's unreal. We're, we're getting Adrian Brody in. To, is it Adrian to Brody? Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, in, a, in a way that, like, it almost feels like I think he's waited his whole life to play Arthur Miller. Wow, because he played yeah, that playwright in the Peter Jackson King Kong, and I think at the time you probably thought yeah. this is as close as I'm going to get. He was overshadowed by that monkey ripping the the dragon's jaw off. Yeah, exactly. Least. Yeah. Um, yeah, perfect. I'm happy for Adrian. My one question is: Does has he done mocap before? Uh, is is he going with? to have to? It's going to be qu- there's going to be quite a lot of that because Go I on. think the film's going to imply that the Arthur, you know, you know, in the story of the boy who cried wolf. Now, correct me if I'm wrong because I, I have a sinking feeling I might be. Is the idea that the wolf keeps getting bigger? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not. Is it? <laughs> no. No. What am I thinking of? I don't it's a story know what where every time of. he sees the the thing, it's different and worse. No, he the the whole point of the boy who cried wolf. wolf is that there's no wolf. Oh, there's no wolf. Oh, there's no yeah, wolf. The other until, one until, until there is, there is until. a wolf, and then they don't believe right. him. So, what's the biggest Adrian Brody can <laughs> the boy can appear? who kept crying? There's an even bigger wolf. <laughs> Mark, you're not going to believe it. Well, quite literally. Yeah. But if you did, you'd be on side with the fact. Um, not only is the wolf back, he I want, is bigger than ever. I want Adrian Brody in that bog to be, you know, that image of Bob behind the sofa in Twin Peaks where he's like yeah. ready to go. I want Adrian Brody to, the first time we see him in the bog, maybe he's just innocently inspecting some of the, I don't know what what you could innocently inspect. What is in there bog. in the bog? But maybe he's doing a bit of literary research. He's like, I wonder what adjective I use. Sludgy, he might say. Yeah. In fact, that could be his first line. He, and he takes know, out a little note. Exterior bog. 
night scrolls it down yeah, yeah we see adrian kneeling down he sniffs the surface that's cut it's just gently glooping and, and bubbling yeah and then he like gets a dictaphone out and says sludgy and that's his possibly his only line actually now that i think mm. of it. but, but that, that's for the writers but, yeah. to, to iron out and i think the first time we see him that the impression the audience should get is oh yeah that's arthur miller that's what that's what he was like <laughs> But yeah. the next time we revisit that scene, and there, w- there will be a beautifully kind of circular, circular, repetitive structure to it, um, almost by by necessity, in yeah. terms of the ideas we've generated so far. Yeah. <laughs> I think he gets more and more grotesque until the last time. Maybe he is the bog, and maybe that's what we're saying. Like the real bog is Ar- is, is, is the Miller. playwright Arthur Miller. <laughs> like he was the kind of bog on, the, on the, the people of Salem. Bog. Yeah. Right. Okay. I see. Well, that's, um, that's done, perfect. basically, isn't it? Perfect. Amazing. Um, should we do a Should we do a Let's game? Let's get into a game. Let's get into a game. Now, let me see. I'm going to pick one that I feel is going to be a vibe shift. Uh, maybe it'll be this one. So I've done, I've got one that's a title and two that are kind of concepts. And let's go for a concept first. Okay. I was thinking of just horror games to sort of iterate on and use inspiration. Mm. And I remain impressed with the only one five nights at freddy's game that i played which is five mm. nights at freddy's just the first one i don't think i've played yeah. any others um i think it also went quite mad right we watched a video mm. that was about four hours long about all of the incomprehensible law yeah that i'd love to understand but i have to kind of accept now that i never will i've aged out <laughs> you, of are, you are <laughs> you've gone past it's yeah. like when they start talking about a war on the news and you yeah. haven't seen the other yeah. you haven't been yeah. watching for i just don't months. know i just don't know yeah so i was thinking like what is it about that game that's so clever and part of it is is that it manages to to inculcate this sense of terror with so little really happening. You know, you're mostly looking at just uh, JPEGs and punks, um, and that's all. And I think the setting as well is interesting, but it's there's something about the setting that didn't ever quite click for for me because I feel like it's quite an American sort of place. You know, like we don't have the Chuck E. Cheese, the Charles, what's his name, Charles Entertainment Cheese. We don't have those establishments here. We don't really have anything like it. Like you know, McDonald's came close in the '90s. They yeah. had those play areas that I famously got stuck in one of the tubes once. Oh. And that is a traumatic memory for That's me. That's horror in and of itself. Um, actually, I didn't get stuck. I think I went through a tube and I was outside a building in a way that was confusing and I didn't know anyone was. It was it was a dark time. Anyway, the pitch is a game like Five Nights at Freddy's, but you're working night shift at an old people's home in Bradford. Uh, now, right. Brad, I, I'm willing to move on Bradford. I just, somewhere like Bradford is what I'm saying. Yeah. Somewhere that's like, a bit an bleak, established town, but but not it's not you know one of your Liverpool's, your London's, your Birmingham. It's not a big place. Yeah. It's like somewhere that's a bit kind of. If you got the Worst. train there by accident, you'd kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just you you'd you'd want to leave. You know, unless yeah. you've got business in Bradford, you don't want to be hanging around. You're not going. There. No one's going. Impression. Like, let's have a trip to Bradford. Yeah, but I'm not wedded to Bradford. It could equally be you know somewhere in Kent. Almost anywhere in Kent, to be honest. Maybe like Slough. Yeah, Slough's a classic. Maybe yeah. Slough's a bit overdone. But this is what I'm, I'd love to really dive into with you, because I know you've got a lot of thoughts on this. The particular horror in Five Nights at Freddy's was what if, well, I, I think it might be, what if an animatronic paedophile was chasing you around <laughs> by possessing the, the, the machine men that mm. are looking like a mouse and a bear and stuff? I think that's yeah. true. Um, he was maybe a child killer. Um, and... Sure, that's been done. I think what what if we transpose just a normal kind of old person into that? Like, what if you were doing night shift, um, you know, at this old people's home? I'm thinking it's quite a big place, mm. and 
you get a phone call that's like, hey, uh, it's me, John. Uh, welcome to your typical, first night. Typical Bradford accent. <laughs> welcome to your first night at Bradford OAP's Academy of the Old. Uh, just a couple of things you should know. Uh, Jeffrey in 305, he gets pretty jumpy after night. So keep an eye on that one. <laughs> and that's like all the information you get for the first yeah. night. Oh, what? That's, a, that's an odd thing to say about Jeffrey. And then fuck me, does Jeffrey kick off? Like it come as soon as the sun goes down, you hear the howls. Oh, my youth. Things like that. And, right. And that's just the start for Jeffrey. Like as the night gets on, I'm imagining he starts, you know, there's a camera in every room for their safety. And so that you can right. sell the footage on to like you yeah, or, yeah, or perverts yeah. as well, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Um, and Jeffrey, Jeffrey's, I want him to be hyper aware of the camera in a way that, you know, some really good, like, uh, what's his name in the office? Um, Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Like, I want him to have that kind of fun relationship with the camera, but in a scary way. Is this, but, is yeah. this making sense so far? Are you not really, but okay, like, you're kind well, of getting well, what well, I'm I want. Down. Yeah. What I want to know is, are the old people after you? Like, can they, are they They're coming after for you? I'll tell you that much. Are they able to get out of their rooms? They can. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately they can. And the thing is maybe not all of them all at once, but maybe there's one of them who is, because the thing about old people is they're people too. And so one of them could have been a locksmith or something like that. Yeah. Or even a bank, uh, a bank thief, a bank. Bankman. Yeah. Um, and they, it could be that they are like testing ground for this. Oh no, look, they've broken out. And because of, te- you know, technology that they have these yeah, days, yeah, yeah. it's probably not even normal locks on that. It's probably like once oh, Jeffrey like gets out, he can, he, yeah, he can use his, uh, his locksmith's training to unlock everyone. You know, like those scenes in a prison oh, movie where the God. guards are like, Oh God, everybody's out. And they know they're going to be killed. Yeah. So it could be that at certain points, probably not on night one. I mean, we don't want to fuck people up. No, that exactly. From the start. But like at some point, yeah, more doors are going to be unlocking and you've only got a fixed amount of a time, a fixed amount of cameras. It takes some time to like get across to, you know, to make a phone call to the, to the coast guard that one of these old people is going to swim for it. Do you um, have a gun? You don't have a gun. I don't think because I, can you have a sort of maybe like a tranquilizer gun? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I like that. But actually can yeah. it be one of those tranquilizer spears? where you've got like right, yeah. you can ja- like they have a, the really wild show if a bear's kicked off yeah that kind of vibe and so yeah. i think they're coming for you they're coming some of them are probably come, i think we've got to respect that they all have different vibes you know these elderly people yeah okay some of them probably are coming for you um for reasons of like personal malice or they've got such disorganized brains after all the rot has set in or what about what are any on. people after you erotically Almost because certainly, old people are still one. sexual beings. Like we don't want well, to deny more them sexual that. than than young people in many cases. Yeah, because they, they know they're about to die. Yeah, they're getting so as any, much as they can in any any shag could be your last. Yeah. So some of them are uproarious in that respect. Um, some of them probably just want to get out of there, and some of them I think are, are like you when you're asleep, just very confused, wandering around. Do, do we have um, like are, are we? Is it very much? the five nights style in that we're, we're basically sat in a chair. Like we, we're not like roaming around checking yeah, in on them. I think, I think I do like, there's something really horrible about the powerlessness that comes from, mm. you know, you're being trapped in one place. I think it could even be like, we're, we're outside the compound, you know, in phasmophobia where you're like in a van outside right. the building that you're in. Like you've got your sort of ghost headquarters. You're in a van outside the building you're in. <laughs> that you're going, that the ghosts are I see, in. Right. Um, it could be that we're in a kind of command unit, you know, like, like at the front gate of, uh, like where Mike is in, in Better Call Saul. Yeah. Letting people in and out. 
and letting no elderlies out ideally there might be old people that try and trick you into saying like oh i'm the janitor i need to go now um and you can quite clearly see that it's like a 90 year old man the, in a, the, yeah, in a the gown. he's wearing a gown and it, yeah exposed he's, at the back he's hanging dong yeah <sighs> almost certainly yeah um and you get a slight sense that for him the ruse was less important than the exposure <laughs> and he, yeah <laughs> The lie was deliberately flimsy. In in fact, if you see the the dick, then you've lost. Like that's kind of that that in and of itself. That gives you a fright. Like if he gets close enough Ah. to you to to expose himself, then Mm. you've you've pretty much failed. But what if there were some really scary old people? Like who's the scariest old person you can think of or that you've seen? Oh goodness! Um, Because a lot of them are frightening, aren't they? There's no two ways about it. Maybe John McCrerick. Pretty frightening who was very terrifying when he was old, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like I think the his, old woman he had, that, it, he had those kind of like thin, wispy mutton chops like yeah. down the cheek. And you could just see that it was like, that it was in that, that sort of feathery old, old man facial hair that is, um, it, it looks vile to the touch. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder, I'm just going to send you a link. I don't know if you saw this on, on Reddit oh, the other oh, day. Go on. Um, and I wonder if this is like playing some part in, in what I'm thinking of here, but I saw this, um, this post of a, is it a 109 year old Buddhist monk? And I'm afraid he's, oh, yeah. he is a skeleton. Like he's, he's a living skeleton. Yeah, no, I, I, yes, no I've, I've seen here. this, I've seen this guy before. I'd never seen him before now. And I wonder if he's, at, if he's there. He's well, I mean, not, not him because he's obviously dead now. Yeah, no, thank God. But someone in like someone built from that same cloth. Uh, where it's it's a skeleton with just a like just a bit a of like a leather down. jacket just yeah, draped just some animation over it. still in its in his bones and nerves and yeah. things. Yeah, and what's like you know no no offense to this guy, but like what's the scariest thing that he can could possibly do to me? I think he can uh, like imagine if he got on top of you. But how's he going to do that? Because he cannot move. Like, no, there's that's no, the problem. There's no he's got one. Left. He's got exactly 15 seconds of movement left in him. But you, <laughs> you'll be shocked at and how fast. And he's very fast. <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine, imagine a hundred. He's been saving them up for the monk. last 29 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why. I mean, that's because where do you think? Like, he's clearly not putting any energy into keeping his skin normal. <laughs> it's all no. going into preparing the muscles for one final. Well, he's probably been having to put a lot of 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 that energy into making those huge indented holes in his face. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So that that's where some of it's gone. But the rest, I suppose, is is just it's stored ready. up. It's connect- It's like what like they a, call it. Potential. He's like a coiled viper. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think, yeah. and I think a lot of elderly are like that. Obviously, he's an extreme example, but maybe he's like an end boss. He's like the extreme example. Yeah. yeah, but I think if you really analyze it, that's basically what being old is. You know, it's and, saving up all that energy, either to to expend or just to die with. And so this is the aim of the game to make it through the night without any old people getting near you. <laughs> no because that that could be part of it right like it could have one of those elements of like those arcade games used to have i don't know if it's still done because it's quite in poor taste where you you're playing like a cop shooting people and then like an old granny's like oh where's the button you're like bang because you just got right you become trigger happy like the real police yeah and you blow a head off um so it could be that some of the elderly are are on your side or they're completely and they innocent. need they're genuine like, help i'd like to speak to my granddaughter and you accidentally right. okay that's her. cool so like you know, there are out. some who need genuine help and some who are just vicious monsters yeah and and how do you, you tell them don't, 
if you don't help the ones that need help, then you lose as well. But if you try to help one, it, makes, it turns out they just want to like gum you. I think we could be saying that it's a thing about radicalizing as well, because it might be like you don't lose straight away if you yeah. don't help one of these innocent elderly, but they're going to slowly, their their souls will corrupt mm. and rot and uh, they'll turn yeah. to the dark side. So that if you don't help Gladys, you know, get the right episode of Coronation Street. Why? By, then, by then two days eight, later, you'll be tranquilized, <laughs> spearing <laughs> anyone, a flying skeleton as she yeah. hurls herself into you. What about um, what? What if the twist at the end, if you manage to complete the game, is that you are also very old? You've been there for so long that you're actually yeah. older than all of them. Yeah, that could be quite interesting. What does that say? And, and actually, there's a there's an even bigger man co- co- copying the theme from the last <laughs> movie. Oh, wow, yeah. There's an even bigger man who's, who's trying to like <laughs> who's trying to stop you getting near him. Yeah, and he's just convinced you to sit in this booth. And, and he's your son. And then oh, and it yeah. turns it back around. It's like this is what it's like to be old. Your family don't want you around. <laughs> So they put you in charge of a haunted old people's <laughs> home. It's a classic. The that they'll go to. <laughs> the, the number of people that's happened to. <laughs> Let me tell you. Brad, yeah, I think that's really swimming with them. Because yeah, I, okay. I was worried when I wrote this down. Maybe it doesn't have a lot to say about people's real lives. And Maybe like, there's no lot going actually on. Actually, it does. Actually, <laughs> yeah. it's got a huge amount to say about the way that we sort of transactionalize people. And once they're mm. too old for labor, too old to be appropriate to look at, too old not to be scary. Yeah. Um, too old to have functioning skin and bones that we just toss them aside. Yeah, I suppose really, like if if you can't see the social message of digitally tranquilizer spearing the oldest man on earth who is <laughs> That's nude, on you, isn't then it? <laughs> then you need to improve your <clears throat> much of an literacy. Ally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, solved. Beautiful. Let's get another film under our belts. So this time I was thinking, uh, yes, in terms of you know horror types yeah. uh, horror genres subgenres as they were but i was also thinking about as you've got to be in this business uh like marketability like mm-hmm. who who is seeing movies i don't know and, you know well more and more i think the only people who can afford to see movies are mm. the boomers the boomer mm-hmm. generation are the landlords yeah the conservative voters all of these people, because they're the only ones who have uh, like property and yeah, yeah. finance and, and savings time. and all this shit. Yeah. So they're not working for delivery like the rest of us. But also, they tend to be very kind of prudish, a lot of them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and also, they're suckers for things that they can remember. Yeah. Nostalgia. And they're suckers also for really, really basic uh, allegory. Mm-hmm. So, what? Tell me how this hits you. We okay, make a movie called "Night of the Living Woke." Oh well, straight away, I'm pleased to say that this will be our highest-grossing project. <laughs> so far. If we can get the this Daily is what Dot we're going to use to bankroll all the other projects. Yeah. yeah, I think that just off the bat, I can already see. You know, it's got a clearly fine target market, and it gets yeah. through. It gets through to them with the title, which is something that. Some people have said of our previous work, sometimes the titles are not terribly clear what kind of yeah. film this is. Obviously, um, we'll get a lot of... And, and also, it's Night of the Living Woke, and then after the word woke, there's a sideways cry-laugh emoji. Yes, <laughs> that is huge. And maybe that emoji, uh, not to get ahead of ourselves, could be a character in the film, like in the, the Emoji movie. 
Let's just warm uh, it yeah, it's sort of like constantly, on, maybe it's just constantly on screen. You know, like... Um, you know that it's funny. You know when someone's doing... You, do you remember Facebook Live? Yeah, yeah. And you could react and the like little emoji would just sort of yeah, float yeah, 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 across yeah, the yeah. screen. Every time there's like a a member of the woke left on screen, there's just of loads of those emojis just floating <clears throat> over it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's new, isn't it? And it uh, could be in 3D. Exactly. Oh, 4D. Yes. The tears are actually dropping off of the emojis onto you. That's hot. We can, we can spit at the audience. Are they zombies in a metaphorical sense? Because of course they are in that sense. Mm, you know, yeah. the, the, the woke karate, like they're all, yeah. they're all just following the crowd, which is what zombies do. Yeah. Are they literal well, zombies as well is my question. No, no, they're not. So okay. <clears throat> because I think that might be a bit too far. Because obviously a bit too <clears throat> metaphorical. With, if you think of like the Romero films. Yeah. Obviously, in the original, what emojis the, did he have? In well, this is this was his problem. You see, this Not was his problem. he didn't have any emojis. Mm, lazy. Um, he had the this sort of like metaphor. I think they call it, um, mm. whereby the zombies represented consumers, right? Okay, well, because that they want to eat brains. They're not but, the same, though. But they were, but they were sort of banging on the door of the mall, like someone who wants to buy zombies, things. Zombies don't shop. Exactly. I guess that's like, just this one was this is the problem. Head. So, like, what it is is that it's that the they're just normal woke lefties, yeah, like yeah, the woke yeah. Stasi, but um, the the movie is saying like that's they're basically zombies because they're like they're always on their phones, right? Uh, oh my god, that's always true. on their phones looking like at their zombies. phones. Yeah, exactly. And uh, they all, they're always out at night. They're always going. Like, yeah. Oh, right. they can't stop, can yeah. they? No, that's quite um, true. And they're quite like lazy, quite low energy, a bit like zombies right, as right, well. Right, 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 right. So that's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. No, I think it tracks one to one. I think that's. Yeah. I think that's the the main strength of the film so far. The two strengths are the title slaps, and yeah. yes, the basic message of the film is yeah. is there. It's there. So the thing I was zombies. the thing I was sort of. Uh, still debating though that i'd love your input on is yeah who do you think our hero is i think our hero's got to be an one of us you know like an ordinary an ordinary lad a bloke a guy a chap um maybe he has maybe he has some rental properties yeah well well, i said he's a a one of us you know he's an ordinary guy your average person in the uk has five (laughs) vital and we want to represent that most films don't they shy away from that and some of them go so far as to make landlords the enemy and i won't yeah to villainize them which is fucking sam for it i won't it's it's woke isn't it it's woke it is it's a it's a joke is what it is Um, now i i'm seeing i'm seeing a suited gentleman because I, th- I think he go- he harkens back to a time when men knew how to dress you know yeah he wears a hat this guy he fought, of course because like what not just the one well no one at a time i don't know if you've noticed but like since men stopped wearing hats like everything's just gotten worse mm, that's an astute observation just think just like just think about it let me think about when men wore hats i'm thinking yeah, yeah it's quite a while ago yeah unless you don't mean like at winter oh no i'm not talking <laughs> about a fucking i'm just gonna like a beanie, like some coffee store beanie. hipster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean like a proper hat, maybe like a, a detective's bowler, hat. Like yeah. a detective's hat. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Though I mean, the police, the police have some hats, and that's why they're the best of us. The army yeah, has exactly. Hats. Um, and would that we were more like them. So, what if our our central hero? I'd like it to have a kind of train spotting thing where he's like narrating, you know, where we get to hear his thoughts. Because yeah. if we're going to, for the first time in living memory, as far as I'm concerned finally represent 
the ordinary Brit. Um, yeah. What should his name be, by the way? Uh, Baz seems the obvious Gary? choice. Gary, yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. If Dave, we're going to have, if we're going to have normal Dave as our hero, then please, please, can we hear from Dave? I don't want to hear him filtered through the oh, no. lying MSM. You know, I want. To it just should hear be very. Um, I'm thinking that our our sort of production motto, as it were, should be "Tell, don't show." Right, 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 right. So the beginning of the film can say, yeah, name's Dave. <laughs> I've got 12 properties in my portfolio at the moment. Uh, yeah. And I'll now show you each of them in a five-minute montage. And then it could be that the beginning is just like, and this could be a kind of ARG sort of thing. Like it could be okay. real right move. Yeah, you know yeah. those videos they have on like right move? Yeah, like, yeah. Like a robot like this is the bathroom. They sometimes have. It could be, but but Dave sort of talking you through them. Yeah, I picked up this beauty for a pretty penny in a police auction. The idea is... you got stabbed. <laughs> I lost my gain, am I right? <laughs> you know, the, the the amount that you spend putting carpet over the bloodstains is is more than balanced out by You'll the get fact it back you can get months. it for a pretty, you know, for, for a fucking <laughs> yeah. dime. Um, yeah. So I think we could start with maybe five to ten minutes of, of just Dave going through his portfolio, just so that people yeah. respect him. Like, yeah, know, exactly. Right. You because you can't you, shake someone's hand in the cinema, but you can show them your portfolio. Yeah. Uh, people um, will probably be clapping. Oh, they'll be God, like hooting and hollering in yeah. the aisles. They'll probably start comparing, you know, with each other as well. And that's like, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I, there are no spaces for men to just meet other men these days. No, so no, exactly. We've lost that sense of fraternity in our, in our kind of woke societies. Can and I, so maybe our cinemas could become that where like two guys sitting next to each other could be watching the film and it sparks conversation like where where are you investing larry What's oh, your, who's your broker? yeah i like that I yeah like yeah that. absolutely um and that would be that'd be really nice what what if well here's an idea what if the the sort of the impetus for for the movie or or for the plot really is um dave's disgust mm-hmm. at some people's um behavior some people's uh tweets maybe um sparked by the death of the queen because mm, david okay. he's he respected her match like she was she was the best of us um and she'd been the queen his whole life i don't know if, if, if yeah you know oh, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah um and she she very much was sort of like the the archetypal landlord right yeah um she had many she, properties she taught us how to do it yeah she taught us how to yeah do it. she she bought low sold high Fuck. Uh, <laughs> bought for free yeah, so so he's like he's furious at this, and he sees people saying things like, you know, we don't actually gain anything from the monarchy, and instead, they actually cost us uh, yeah. a lot of a lot of money, and and actually, it's a terrible sort of what, repressive yes, institution. Yes, and what if one of these tweets that he sees, he's like, I think I recognise that handle, and he looks, and it's the same <sighs> handle as like the Gmail of one of his tenants. Yeah, so goes to knock, knock, knock on the door in his Union Jack suit. Yeah, and he screams <laughs> in their face, beats them to death, and his wife, his woke wife, leaves him. Yeah, and then he's on a crusade. Oh and yeah, that. oh god, yeah, but okay, yeah. So this is it because the the snowflake generation they're calling this um, an aggravated murder. Yeah, a racist, aggravated, yeah. right wing act of terrorism. Whereas what it was was it was just a man defending it's his a man honor who loves and, the and queen. king of king of king and country. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I I like that a lot. And so, what's the what's the knight element? 
Well, it all takes place in one night in real time. It's like 24, I think. It's oh, a long film. Oh, okay. But, okay. And, and uh, you know, what is going to be Dave's ultimate triumph or tragedy? I think he wants to be, I think, uh, you know, I think it changes. And that's part of what makes an interesting film. Like his motivations shift and morph as he's responding to the kind of market conditions that are, yeah. that are, you know, he's, he's an investor. Across this heart, one so night. He has to be able to say, okay, well now I've, now I'm a wanted murderer. What, how will my aspirations and goals shift in response to the invisible hand pushing me towards prison? He'll push back. And ultimately his goal at the end of the film is to be murdered by the police on the steps of Buckingham Palace, dressed as Batman, <laughs> <laughs> screaming about fathers for justice and um, clutching and, a Jordan Peterson book. And does he succeed? Oh God, yeah. Well, oh, I mean, oh. yes, he succeeds in doing that. Whether he succeeds wholesale is for the audience to decide. Whether, oh, between whether, you and me. Whether yes. the nation understands his, his message. <laughs> his his <laughs> incomprehensible messaging. <laughs> or whether or whether they simply damn him as a racist murderer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, yeah, I suppose I, that's a nice sort of like dilemma to, to leave it on. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I'm projecting... Um, a billion pounds opening weekend. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. Easily, mate. Cool. Let's have another game. Here's a game where you play as a ghost or ghoul. And the thing about ghosts and ghouls, they're often unfairly maligned. There's, you know, this, this concept of unfinished business, I think, is sometimes taken to be inherently malicious. It's like, oh, I have yeah. to get my own back. I have to get revenge. Or I have to tell uh, this person that I hid a secret locket there that absolves me from some crime. I think that's all a bit high stakes. And it's not realistic. Because not everyone, I don't know about you, but if I died now, my ghost's most pressing unfinished business would be like, I wish I'd had one more curry or something. Like I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of big grudges I need to set up. No, no, almost none. Yeah. So what if the ghost or ghoul we're piloting in this piece, um, they, they had some unfinished business and it, it was this, they were, they'd just done one of these boot camps you know these coding boot camps they have now where you can go and you pay thousands of pounds they're really expensive but they come with the promise that right we're going to go nine to five for six weeks to a uh one of those like we work sort of spaces where there's okay. bean bags and there's beer on yeah. tap and everyone's called things like marcus and we're going to go and learn javascript um yeah. and and full stack development and at the end of that period you'll be yes maybe 20 or 30 grand in the can but they will say if you can't get a job in the next two years we'll pay you that money back and so our hero had done that process and he'd got you know the last week probably involves like getting your cv ready and some interview practice and he had a an interview at microsoft now that's i don't know if you know microsoft they're a big name they do something about um on the something on the on the computer on the computer yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and uh bill gates you know you know of that one Yes, Amazon, Amazon. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And it's a dream job. I mean, even, you know, we're not even slightly in that industry, but not, we'd be kidding ourselves, both of us, if we said we wouldn't jump at the chance to work for Microsoft. Oh, you're you're champing at the bit for that. It's the you? dream, it's the dream. But unfortunately, on the way to the interview, something happens. And I don't, I don't think it matters that much what it was. It's nothing spectacular, you know. He wasn't, a firework didn't drop out of the sky and kill him. It's nothing no. crazy. It's nothing ridiculous. He died of we old just, age. On the- he just died of old age. He'd been in boot camp for so long. Yeah. Um, he died of excitement maybe as well. Like that could be part of it. Like that makes Yeah, I like it. So this is a game about 
a ghost who you know wakes up kind of like uh heaven can wait warren Beatty, like whoa wakes up rather than wanting to be like a baseball legend or whatever that film's about uh, that i haven't seen for about 20 years he just wants he just wants a kind of entry-level position at, at microsoft um I was going to say UK, but I don't, I'm not wedded to that. It can be right. anywhere, you know, we'll go wherever we'll shoot in whichever city gives us the best kind the of tax, tax break. Yeah. Break. Um, um just so, be honest. What do you think? Off the so bat? I'm thinking I, I'd be interested to know how you see the mechanics of the game. Yeah. Um, and is, <clears throat> so it is the idea that, um, you know, that the obstacle is how can he, you know, be seen or heard or affect material change in the world. Or is the problem that Microsoft have this very bigoted anti-phantom hiring policy? I think, to be honest, I think we keep it quite naturalistic. I don't think Microsoft has ever put pen to paper and written a policy that includes phantoms or ghosts. They've been too I cowardly think, to, to take yeah, a stance Yeah, I think they it. just, you know, they're, they're pragmatic uh, business company. They're busy chomping out iPhones and all that shit. Yeah. They don't have the time to really get down to, to ghost chat whatsoever. But I think definitely that the main obstacle should be bureaucratic rather than uh, spectral. Like I think, right. I think mechanically I'm, I'm torn between two options and maybe you can weigh in. One is that he can briefly possess other people. And so maybe he could like, you know, there's a, like a Mario's Odyssey style looking, thing. Yeah. There's like a, uh, a businesswoman on her way to an important meeting, like dressed to impress. She's going to deliver a killer presentation. Yeah. And he's like, oh, she'd be perfect for my interview. Whoosh, 10 minutes of interview time with her. Then he'll, she'll have to make an excuse. Sorry, I just want to butt in, like, because some of this has been slightly dealt with by um, Ernest Klein's very, very good Ready Player Two that we've been oh, reading no, on, really? our, on our sister podcast, Big Bad. But well, just the idea of the, if you were in now in the body of a woman, would you oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. our ghost character does he spend a lot of time looking down and noticing his boobs and, no 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 all of that no, he's not a, uh, he's right, not okay. a sex person we're leaving like, that this client's novel yeah right okay yeah, good no, no, i was just making sure because that, that would be he's just a, that would be a waste of time i think he's ultimately a good guy you know he's not been dealt the best hand because the, obviously the best hand would be getting an entry level position to be alive himself. yeah yeah. And not being dead. Yeah. Uh, one or both of those ideas <laughs> should be present in everyone's lives. But he'll settle for either. So, yeah, I'm torn between is he is it about possession or does he have to manufacture a complicated series of lies by which he's never interviewed in person? But maybe he can do like a phone interview and maybe like <laughs> he could do a Zoom interview, but like he's just set his background as a static photo of himself. <laughs> just a guy... Yeah. whose mouth is just he's opening like, oh, and closing yeah. constantly. <laughs> he's got like a Disney Imagineer working for him. <laughs> like, I think that could be perhaps more whimsical because the possession thing, there's a kind of element of like, are people consenting to be possessed? I, I think maybe yeah. we want to sidestep that whole thing. It's a, a can of worms. So maybe it's more fun for it to be a kind of Wallace and Gromit contraption set up mm. by which he's puppeteering a a guy who's just slightly out of focus to the point that you can't tell he's made of like Weetabix and yeah. held together with bits of string doing a technical test for Microsoft's uh, and, data. And so it is part of the tragedy that like, he is actually very good. Like if he were, he's not very good. The, okay. I think he's adequate. Is it, is, it, is it the case that were he not dead, that he, I think he'd stand a good chance of getting the job or is the tragedy job. that he, even if he were alive, they were just going to reject him anyway. I don't think it's, I don't think it's clear cut. I don't think he's, you know, he's not, he wouldn't say himself that he was the best candidate. He's not a prodigy, you know? Okay. I think he, we want to paint him as someone who's come to, come to the kind of tech 
sector late in life. Maybe he's had a few okay. other jobs before, then he's retrained. And I think that's part of the promise of these often quite, um, what's the word, sort of manipulative or uh, like they kind of prey on people, this idea mm, like, oh, you predatory. know, if you just predatory, thank you. If you just switched careers, it's never too late. You can come and pay us 25 grand and we'll help you yeah. get a fun job in tech. Um, and I think, I think, yeah, he fell for that, but he kind of knew he was falling for it, right? You know, he was smart. He knew this was like a gamble. Okay. And he's got the life experience and he knows he's not, he's not a whiz kid. He knows he's and not the, the death next Mark Zuckerberg. Maybe that could, be something that could but, even be yeah. life and death experience or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think if he were alive, he would, he'd, yeah, he's in with a shot. He's in with a shot um, of getting into at the kind of bottom rung of uh, okay. some sort of development role. Yeah. Maybe on, he could be working on the Excel product team. Um, not on anything, not on any big not, features, not, but maybe no, he's some not like changing. Fixes. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's exactly not allowed right. to touch the actual program. Code. Oh God, no, no, no. He's no. just allowed to sort of, you know, watch over other people's shoulders, but that's enough, you know, that's, yeah. that's would he mean. be like willing to do the sort of the dog's body work? Like, is he happy to go in and, and make he's the teas for a year? I think he physically is incapable of doing that. So okay. I think, I think that's uh, no, I mean, going to be an obstacle. Uh, oh, this is not like spiritually. Would he like? Hey, would, he, yeah. would he be willing to like? I think that? so. Yeah, I think he's a, okay. he's a humble, a humble guy. Does he? Are we, does are his um, are his technological powers any mm-hmm. in any way enhanced by being dead? I think so. Actually, I think he can now go in. Can he the be internet. the ghost in the machine? Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. So maybe it's like a day-night cycle kind of thing, where in the day he's having to do all this like mad flitting around to try and hmm. like I, I kind of picture you turn the game on and you're looking at like Microsoft Windows 10, like you're hmm. just the game is that, and you're the ghost kind of like having to arrange as a Teams meeting and things, and then at night you get to like a portal opens and you get to like dive in. Whee! you go past all the different mary spirits poppins here style. on the internet and yeah and then suddenly you're like in this network. just like when mary poppins dived into the internet yeah that was a lovely <laughs> bit here we have bitcoin michael and jane avoid at all costs um yeah i think i think that kind of we want to show that being dead is not the hindrance it's often made out to be yes it's hindering his ability to be hired as a living member of microsoft's development team but yeah. he can dive into any computer he likes can like you know is he going to be, if he gets this job, is he expecting to be remunerated for it? And if so, like, can he spend money on He can, yeah. He can do, like, uh, e-purchases, e I but think like, call of them what? in 2022, of whatever he wants. You know, he could buy a hat on Amazon. But he can't wear a hat. He can wear it. He can dive into the computer. Whee! Where there is yeah. the JPEG or, or the pong of the hat, and he can apply that to his kind of digital avatar. Oh, so he's, ghosts, he's, what? It's the difference between a ghost and an avatar. Nothing. He's big into NFTs. That's what you're saying. Yeah, sure. I mean, NFT ghosts are possibly the only people for whom NFTs have any value because yeah. they are equally valuable to everything else, which is to say not at all. Hmm. But I think when he's in that digital space, it should be a bit Wreck-It Ralph. Like, yeah. the, you know, he's kind of walking around. Maybe the only time you get to actually be a, f- a sort of quote unquote physical presence is when you're in the, in the internet. And is he, um, he's not, being upfront with Microsoft about the about fact being that dead. he's dead. About I don't think he can. Goes. I think he knows, like, you know, ideal world. Deep maybe down, he knows. Deep down, he knows. He knows. So they'd be too cynical But I think he's, I think we see him at the beginning of the game writing and delete, you know, like doing that mm. thing where you're kind of typing and then deleting a bit of an email where he's like, subject line, big news. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. 
<laughs> him guy. typing up a note to Zap apology yeah. about, about pretending to be alive. Because I think he wants to be honest. But what if it's... there's a guy who suspects that he is dead? I, oh. And I don't know why he would, but like maybe it's something like, oh. What if he saw him die? It's a guy who like was behind him when he when he oh, got... he killed him. Oh, very interesting. Um, so there's a subplot about him trying to yeah. reveal that he's dead, but also slowly, your character could realize that he was the murderer. Yeah, and then and, there's like an extra element. But then I was thinking the stuff like you know, oh, he's handed in all his work on time, almost instantly. Yeah. But when they check like the key logs, no keys were ever pressed. Yeah, yeah, there'd be loads of like, stuff like that. How have you done? How have you done that then? They'd be like, look, is it because, you're, in the is it because you're a ghost? <laughs> <laughs> There's only one explanation, Mark. And this is it. And yeah, there could be a scene, it's kind of like Randall in Monsters Inc. sort of vibes, where like yeah. he's, you know, we the audience knows he's right, but we he's such an unpleasant person that we're rooting for him to be proven wrong and embarrassed in front of the bosses, where he's like, I saw, I saw this little human child. She's just there and there's nothing there. Yeah. That kind of vibe. Yeah, I think. I think this sounds really good. One thing that I haven't emphasized enough that I wanted to make sure okay, it was clear is that I think the, I think it should be quite accurate, like the daytime stuff. Like I think you should just be doing real kind Admin. of tasks. Yeah, in like, real time. Not necessarily in real time. I don't want it to be boring, but I want it to be like, you know, a Monday. real, it should, you should be able to experience what is it about this job that made this man willing to, <laughs> willing to, D- willing to give up the afterlife yeah. <laughs> in order he chose not to go to heaven that's the first scene of the game god's like come in and he's like as if i've got unfinished business <laughs> and then dive straight down to california but yeah like you should be able to see the financial independence and the maybe that flicker because if he's an older guy then maybe oh. part of it is like every time he's completing a task it's not just like i've done my job it's oh. I'm proving to myself that I can do this. Like it's a self-confidence thing. Some people have a real hang up about, about the web and the computers. And, and he the, might've been one of those people. Until... And is the end of the game that he, he reaches such a level of satisfaction there that his business is no, no longer unfinished. And he, yeah, I think he, so. He, he and he just dissipates. The next and, and I don't want to see him in heaven. And, I don't want to see anything. Unfor- yeah. And it's unfortunate because maybe there's a little epilogue where like by that point he was actually pretty important. And the fact that he disappeared, like just completely <laughs> have to cancel Windows Twelve. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it should be a, a happy ending, but I think it shouldn't be a like silly happy ending. It should just be this gentle kind of peaceful. Like it shouldn't be that he completes anything ridiculous. Like we've got to get this done, or or word right. won't ship. It should just be like a normal task that he has been putting off for a while. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, of course I could just do it this way. And he, we hear him like doing a few keystrokes. Yeah, enter. And then a smile on his face and the camera just follows him as he dissolves mm. and and that's it. And then just the credits roll. I think, it, I think it would be beautiful. I'd cry. We, so ghost in the machine. Is that? I yeah, think I think you're right. right. Ghost yeah. in the brackets, Microsoft close brackets machine. machine. Yeah. <laughs> I love nice. it. Perfect. That's Should we do one more film? Yeah, I've got another film. Um, I, for this one, I was thinking, you know, what's never been done. Go on. You see films that are like um, Halloween films. Yeah. And you see films that are, say, like Christmas films. Mm-hmm. What about a Christmas Halloween film? What's that? Like The well, Nightmare Before Christmas? Uh, sort of like, no, 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 because this is an idea that hasn't been done. Oh, okay. Right. Whereas that's been done. Yeah, yeah, no, that has um, been done. But, yeah, I'm Krampus. thinking something that, something that bridges the gap. 
like Krampus, if it was a scary Santa, is that sort of like sort that? of yeah, like something like that, I suppose. But again, I because that's been done. Like, as well. This is something that hasn't been done. So you're thinking like those two clear examples of this, but one that ha- but something that hasn't been done yet. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, I just wanted to clarify. And and I'm thinking as well. You know, we like bringing back old like intellectual property stuff like that. Yeah. What the if this man? was called the Ghost of Christmas Never? Oh, I mean, it's a lovely title. Thank you. Uh, it's very evocative, and it's got a kind of gothic quality to it, which I which I enjoy. I'm glad you picked up on that. That's the ghost quite of Christmas in, Never. So, is it set at Christmas or at Halloween, or is it just halfway between the two, literally in the calendar? Well, I, yeah, I'm thinking that that we're sort of that it's maybe just post Halloween, right? Um, November first. Yeah, and maybe it's a ghost who's sort of threatening that there's going to be no more Christmas, right? Like, or maybe it's God. He's been like, actually, yeah, he's like, look, actually, my uh, Halloween, son was never born. Halloween's so good. Um, we're we're it. getting rid of Christmas. Wow, okay. And what but, but rather than God saying that himself, like he sends a ghost. Yeah. Are we playing as the ghost? Are we playing against the ghost? What well, well, yeah. Well maybe maybe the, the, the dilemma is that you know you you're you actually really like Christmas. Yeah. If well, anything, really you would have considered yourself a Christmas ghost. Um, and Halloween, you're like, take it or leave it. Mm. Um, I guess that's probably a stereotype that ghosts have to work against, that they all right, love Halloween. Right, exactly. Because yeah. probably they don't, right? Like, not every living person loves Halloween. No. But once, as wrong. soon as you die, everyone assumes that you're a fucking Halloween You have to love it. Yeah, just because... Yeah. Um, and, like, maybe it's actually quite off-putting, because, you know, there's pictures of, it's like, crude stereotypes of you everywhere. Yeah. All of this sorts of stuff. And maybe it's about like, you know, you're, you're very devoted to, to God's mission. Um, mm-hmm. But you're discovering that actually maybe you need a way to, to, to rebel against God. Yeah. Okay. So it's about, it's kind of like the Lucifer story in some ways. Thank you for noticing. But and importantly, it's not, it's not angels. Right. It's ghosts. It is ghosts. He's like the angels. What's the relationship? Just sorry to sketch out for me, like God. between angels and ghosts, like who's higher up? Um, oh, the angels definitely. Ghosts Does ghosts report to the angels? Uh, no, he actually keeps them separate because the angels Do would they be not, disgusted they by the ghosts. No, they know about each other. But they don't but they, really but they, They've got a sort of racism oh, between I'm them. That. Yeah. That's um, it's not good. It's not good. Um, but yeah, but they are like very much. There's a sort of a caste system. And yeah, what, in sorry, just genre-wise, like, yeah, it's it's sounding pretty heavy. Is this like? Is it? Are we going just full kind of drama? Is there a buddy element to it? Can um, I can I squeeze this into a kind of rom com? Uh, what what are you thinking? Like, I'm thinking there? I'm thinking a sort of classic Meg Ryan Nora Ephron joint, right? Um, where maybe you know you've got one ghost who loves Halloween, one ghost who loves Christmas. They will, they won't. They kind of hate each other at the start. You're like they can never get on, surely. And then they find that actually these two things have more in common than they ever thought. Actually, if and they, so do they. Actually, they can kill God together. Yeah, <laughs> and, and then, live, and then dance have as many court. Christmases as they want. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Or maybe what if I think it's a bit bit rubbish if it's a uh, if it's two ghosts. So what if it's like a ghost and a person, like the ghost right. of Christmas never like comes down and, it, to and who? he falls in love with. With so like City of Angels. Zoe Deschanel character from Elf. Oh, uh, okay. 
I was thinking of um, that film where Nicolas Cage is a ghost and then he's not a ghost and then he dies, which I think is <laughs> of angels. You know, one, one of the one of the most yeah one of the, the most. I guess he's an angel rather than a ghost. Ever. I've done I've done some erasure there. See there you but, go. Come on. But maybe yeah maybe maybe it is that. But it's at Christmas, so it's like it's like what if you know what if an angel came down so angry about the holidays that that passion was mistaken. Sorry, a goat. A ghost yeah. came down. I've done it again. That's really embarrassing. A ghost came down with such a, an anti-Christmas fervor um, that Meg Ryan could do nothing but love him. Ah, uh, and we and are so getting, story, it's Meg Ryan. It's Meg Ryan, yeah. I don't know. How old's Meg Ryan now? Like, is she still is I don't she still think we want to be the sort of production company that, that cares about that sort of thing. I th- No, I was thinking more because I don't want to pair her up unless she's like, I want it to be age appropriate with the ghost, you know. It can't be the ghost right, of like so a five hundred like year I was watching Twilight the other day, and that's fucked up. Let me tell you, Edward's like four hundred and seventeen or something, and he's hanging around high schools. Yeah, he, I mean, he just keeps on going to high school forever. Like, what is that? <laughs> he's just the world's stupidest boy. Meg Ryan is sixty, so yeah, we want uh, someone about that age uh, to. Pl- I mean, she used to be married to Dennis Quaid. I've just seen, and I'd love to see Dennis Quaid. Oh, Dennis hasn't been getting anywhere near enough work lately. Could he play a ghost or an angel? Do you? Oh my god! And what if we? You know, well, actually, I don't want to say this because I have no idea why they're no longer together. I'm hoping it was nothing terrible because I was going to say like, what if we? You know, it gets them back together in the real life. But if it turns out he was a cunt, uh, yeah, then, I, then yeah. So let's let's just put that as a qualified like idea that we would love it it being the case that there was no really bad reason for their separation. Yeah. It would be great if, if this ghost and angel romance was what it took for them to get back together. Cause they've got, I think they've got two kids together. <clears throat> One of them is the actor Jack Quaid. Mm. And I'm sure he'd love nothing more than for his mum and dad to become a ghost and an angel and, and get married. There's no him. angels. I can't stress enough that there are no angels in this movie. Like we, <laughs> we don't see them. I we guess don't hear about them. I guess that's for the audience to decide. The only, like the only time we hear about it is like when he first starts mm. explaining to Meg Ryan, like what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, you're like some sort of angel. And he, he like, he's like, on the absolutely floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's like, don't, how fucking dare you? Like, no, I'm a ghost. And she's like, yeah. I didn't think God knew about ghosts. Hell and ghosts. Uh, yeah. And he's one, like, no, bitch, no. He's the Holy Ghost. He's, there's about? so many ghosts. Spirits yeah. galore up there. I think the soundtrack should be Michael Bublé only. And the thing oh, about yes. the thing about Mickey Bubbles is he's done a bunch of Christmas albums. No Halloween yes. album. And I think the time is rife for him ah. to be doing like, uh, uh, well, 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 what have we here? The Oogie Woogie Mat. Like he could do covers of all the Halloween classics. He could do mm. Grim Grinning Ghosts. He could do Oogie Boogie. He the could Monster do maybe Mash. the Monster Mash. He could do um, just some classic kind of villain songs, like Be Prepared or something. Yeah, I like it. Um, and that could be, I want it to be one of those films where there's never not a song playing. Yeah. And I don't really mind if the song doesn't match the scene too much. Like if I've got a five minute song, but three scenes that take that amount, that's fine if for but, me if yeah, it carries on. Yeah, it just over. carries on. It's not digestible. Some people no, like to fine. cut as well to kind of like the rhythms of the song. And for me, again, if we're halfway through a verse and we want to change scene, that's that's absolutely that's fine. absolutely fine. Yeah, I'm Don't thinking as, as well. Like maybe this is a new idea. Like maybe it's one of those films where um, we're working a bit like Memento, where we're working from two different oh, timelines so and we meet in the middle. Like so the, the ghost so, timeline and the angel timeline. 
there's no there are no angels there's no angel timeline okay there's no character who's an angel we don't see any angels like i I really want to right okay i really want that to be clear there's no in fact the film is called no angels now (laughs) it's called the the ghost of christmas never brackets there are no angels now um where there's the halloween end which is sort of like pre um meg ryan and meeting meg ryan yeah like when he's come down and he's firmly on on his mission to just like get rid of christmas yeah and then there's the other timeline that's sort of cutting into this which um sort of starts from the very other end where it's all christmas stuff and they're like very in love and they're sort of like it's noticeable that in those bits like they just do not mention god at all Uh, and then the final scene is like in the middle where those two timelines mesh and it's them killing him yeah so it's a bit like the last five years of the musical exactly instead of the marriage scene in the middle it's the scene where they kill god it's the scene where they kill god yeah and even in that maybe scene, out there, there are no angels they... defending god no they're like because he god's come down oh okay that makes a lot of sense he, yeah. in fact it is That's their wedding and it? he's come to the wedding and then to while... bless it or to stop it no he's he's a guest he's like a guest of honor that's yeah. how they lure him in and okay, then that's smart they get they know, they know how to get him. How to what get god him. didn't know is that ghosts all along knew the secret to killing him <laughs> yes they just weren't telling anyone right yeah and that. the secret was a gun yes no one had ever an tried it gun. before <laughs> an earth gun that no angels bullets could, could there's no angels i love that okay well that sounds really good who's the guy so we've got dennis quaid we've got meg ryan who's who's playing god do you think um i've got a suggestion i don't know go, i don't know on. what you're going to think about it I was thinking like the obvious when you go for God, it's normally an older man, right? It's normally and it's, like, a, and it's about a voice, gravitas, yeah. yeah. And I thought, what if because the God of this universe is not one to be kind of revered in that same way? I thought, what if, what if we go really off kilter and the God that we have is actually played by a robot? And I don't really mind which robot it is, but it could be like a famous robot from history. I would like you to, <laughs> yeah, I'd like, like you to vibe. cancel Christmas. Or it could be the robot that played K9 in Doctor Who. Ah, um, uh, right. It could yeah, be yeah, the yeah. robot that played the Cybermen in Doctor Who. Um, any of them. Any just of so them. that we, and again, I, like, I suppose, just so that we don't have to pay for design and. and oh, yeah. We can, I mean, obviously, yeah, we can, we can, like, yeah. We can just have that for free, I'm sure. Cool. Yeah. Done. Um, perfect. All right. Amazing. Well, let's cap off with one more game. And this one has got a title. Okay. Um, and it's quite an evocative title, I think you'll agree. All right. All right. Um, don't forget, this is a Halloween game and it's going to come out. Let me just tell you this. This is pretty spicy. It's going to come out at, try and work out what I'm getting at here, 6, 16 and 16 seconds on Halloween day. So there's there's a lot of a certain number in that time, if you think about it. There's a 6 in the hour. 16s, there was yeah. A, yeah. Maybe it's 6.06 uh, and, and 06. That might be better, actually. Okay. But I think I've read There's somewhere that some people reckon there. the number of the beast was 616 rather than 666. But anyway, it's a very spooky number. I'm sure you agree. Either way, and, like it's it's like, ooh. And the game is called Mrs. Battersby's Innocent Rhythm Game. Um, and oh, the no, cover no. art for it is just a lovely old lady. She's um, She's quite old. She's not that old. She's not one of the scary old people from our first game. No, oh God, she's, no. She's at a level of age that you don't feel appalled by. Um, okay. And she's sitting there in an armchair, maybe with a cup of something by her side and a plate of biscuits. And yep. she's sitting and she looks like everyone's uh, kind of ideal grandma kind of thing. Oh, Mrs. Battersby. And you just, 
she's got that curly hair and she's got uh, a poirot on the TV yeah, and she's yeah. got a book of a book of sayings <laughs> or whatever they like to read. <laughs> Classic old lady. God. <laughs> they love to just think of different <laughs> sayings. That she's just got um, the thesaurus. <laughs> and she's wearing a lot of knitwear and yeah. um, the, you can't obviously smell a picture usually, although maybe that's an innovation for another time, but you can imagine that she was cooking something fantastic. And I think to be really inclusive, we'll probably put out a few different versions. So we'll have a, a white Mrs. Battersby, an Asian Mrs. Battersby, a black Mrs. Will Battersby. Will there be a gay Mrs. Battersby? Absolutely not. Um, okay. Because they that they didn't know about that, did they, in those generations? And, and so, so sorry, is she, but she, is she a modern day old lady? Well, or is she an old timey old lady? I think the thing about a real old person is you can't quite tell what area they're from. And if they've been, if they're certain age where they're decorating their own house, then the house probably won't be representative of any particular. Yeah. You know, it could be 1930 for all we know, um, for the amount of asbestos and like plastic that's probably covered in uranium and uh, brown glass. Yeah. Brown glass. Lots of those weird little crystals that they like to have. Um, so Mrs. Battersby's innocent rhythm game. You can only buy this, interestingly, as a disc. Can I? Sorry, can USB I? Stick. Can okay. I just say something that I've noticed about the title? That like, it's not my assumption ever that a rhythm game is say sinister oh, or evil. Interesting. Um, and so, why do you I, raise that point? Well, because I would, interest. I would never feel like you had to clarify that a rhythm game was innocent, and that is that is making me think like tell me if i've jumped the gun that you you that by saying innocent you're actually misleading both me and the buyer yeah 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 Yeah. exactly i i didn't know if you pick up on that so i'm really i'm really glad because i obviously you know i only came up this today you're the first test audience for it and i'm greatly pleased to see that that reads because one thing you've got to know about mrs battersby's innocent rhythm game is that it's anything but oh Um, is it even a rhythm rhythm game game. (laughs) (laughs) it's super isn't it's super isn't um and in terms of innocence couldn't be further from the truth could not be further from the truth oh dear one of the technological inspirations for this game was um was viruses and the way that they can sort of take over and destroy um, and I don't just computer mean like computer type or the well, pandemic any, type. Any, oh. any type. Yeah. I love the way, and I th- I'm sure you'll appreciate it as well, that a virus can self-propagate and sort of sp- it's, so it's destructive. It's in seeds. my top three favorite things about viruses. Yeah. When I list my top properties, yeah. that is, well, for me, it's number one, I have to be honest. <laughs> um, and I think what we should be doing with, with MBIRG is pushing the the kind of limits of what technology seemed like it was able to do. Mm. And we've experienced this a few times when we've played games on stream over at twitch.tv slash shame city um, with that game one shot, for example, that like changed my desktop background. There are some games we played yeah. that started doing all the Dan Mullen stuff that does fucked up things with your steam messages and it's fooling and interesting. And it makes you feel like, Ooh, the parameters of this game seem to extend I've beyond, gone beyond normal, what I thought, yeah, yeah. the normal reality. And so what if Mrs. Battersby's innocent rhythm game, can slowly but surely take over your whole kind of console PC and ultimately life. Um, like the game starts and it's yeah. got a really jaunty, like, do, 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 do. Like, hello, dearie, come and sit down. And, and you do. And she's like, this one would be more fun with the camera on. And so she like puts a prompt for you to turn your camera on. Yeah. And, and that feels right. Like, you know, cause if Mrs. Battersby asked, She's yeah. not from an age where people just looked at avatars. And she needs like, to, to see face to face. Yeah, and, and then, but then you're saying that, like, a bit further down the line, she's like, "Oh no, like, 
what if, <laughs> just kidding, but like, what if you <laughs> uploaded a nude? <laughs> I had written down in my notes, try this one nude. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and then she's, then she's like, next she's thing you know, like you're going around and she's just like, if you fail the round, like she does this kind of like evil stare Her head at you. goes all upside yeah. down or something. And she's yeah. like, don't make me phone the papers, yeah. like sort of thing. And she's like tapping her copy of the, the let's be honest, Daily Mail. Yeah, and oh, and and what if like after you after you upload the nude, th- like your the address of your work just appears on the screen. Yeah, that would be good. I think it's a game that challenges you to to say like in the first act as a developer. I mean, how much information can we extract from the player and how many permissions can we get them to tacitly agree to? And then in the second and third act, we say, now, now what can we do with all of this stuff? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What can I make out of these ingredients? Like a sort of ready, steady cook of crime. Yeah. And I think it should be, I think there should be a randomized element. I don't want everyone to have the same experience. I want some people to play this game and it to be a perfectly innocent rhythm game. And then Um, other people do it and it sends like the N word to all of their contacts book. I want it to, to be catastrophic for, for some people. Yeah. Because that's part of the fun, right? That would be part of the mythology of the game. Like it should, it should be able to, claim your entire digital persona like it we we build in a kind of deep fake potential where it will like scan your you know it will be like this one you'll have to do facing the other way and it scans your whole like 3d mm. body and then makes videos of you like At an edl rally doing yeah or like giving your manifesto to youtube in front of like a random zoom background mm. of an onsen or something um yeah i think there's a lot of scope because this mrs battersby character she's so disarming um now and maybe hmm, yeah because you uh, like i don't again i don't want to um read too much into the the symbolism here or or some of you like mrs battersby she seems a like a a sort of a a devilish figure if i if i may say that's interesting what's given you that idea well, um, the numbers, the numbers at the start. The numbers of the devil beast, yeah. 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 And then also she's, she doesn't appear to have any um, any kind of real gain from any of this. Yeah. And one um, thing she says at the beginning other than is... Other mischief. She says things like, I, I seek no benefits from this. This is for pure pleasure, just for kicks. I'd be suspicious like of anyone who said that to me. But I suppose if it's a, a, a disarming old lady... Yeah, you'd just Maybe be like, not. that's probably meant something different. The, and they the say game. that the, the greatest trick that the devil ever pulled was, was dressing was up as an old lady. It was an old woman game. <laughs> with, with nothing to gain. Yeah, the greatest exactly. trick the devil ever pulled was sending your nudes to your boss. <laughs> <laughs> that pesky dev. Um, yeah, you, you're spot on. It will be revealed over the course of the game. Like Mrs. Battersby, I think the persona starts to shift and morph and there'll be like a version where you come back and she's just a bit blurry maybe the first time you're mm. like oh maybe my character's like fuzzy focus aren't working or something but then there'll be another one where you come back and she's one of those indescribable lovecraftian horrors that yeah. just i think this will only trigger for like a very very tiny percentage of players but it will drive them instantly and irrecoverably mad when they see what we've done with Battersby. Maybe and, one day um, she's just nude herself. Maybe that's how she sort of I think that's you. more often than not after like your first week <laughs> of playing the game. I think that's part of, part of how she kind of operates. Yeah. It's standard MO for Battersby. Um, and I think she can start to sort of threaten you as she gets to know more about you as a person. She can start pulling up like your dad's Facebook profile or like looking at your, your mum's 
emails and be like, shame if anything happened to these. She can, <laughs> and maybe she can, she could fuck one of your uncles. I think that goes without saying. I think uh, maybe maybe DLC. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Imagine downloading <laughs> the DLC. uncle's fucker adult. <laughs> That'd be a really bold move. But the yeah, company has just... to pay an old lady to go and have sex <laughs> with one of your with one of your relatives. I guess I think of the the gameplay, which has been sort of notably absent from our discussion so far. As like, I think it's a bit like Roblox. Like it's a platform rather than a particular game. It's like, not you a log in, game. Well, there might be a rhythm game in there, but you're, there's more, you know, it's kind of whatever she wants. Like if she wants to just discuss the weather with you, you're going to be in a four to five hour conversational sim and it's, you've got to know it's going to be very dull, but sometimes she might be like, Oh, I'm having a memory of my, my husband during the war and bang, you're like in the battle of the Somme, you're playing as, (laughs) as her lost uh dicky or something he'd probably be called and he was german <laughs> <laughs> and there i recall yeah and all, he does all of her all of her husbands throughout the ages were always on the more suspicious <laughs> side of history <laughs> i always pick the fun side <laughs> so, so heartbreaking tale about her like her poor dear husband being killed in the war and just flashes immediately to you in an ss uniform <laughs> And then it comes back and she has like a single tear. It's the only yeah. time you get to trigger a special hidden achievement for her showing a flicker of emotion. Yeah. Before a lizard's tongue comes out of her mouth and licks it away. And she grows five times bigger. Yeah, I think this... Should she this permanently is, have hooves? I think you don't realise that to begin with. But yeah, one day one day you log on to Battersby Online or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> and she's just kicking back with her legs up. Yeah. And one thing about her legs is they're very long. Um, oh. Like They make her look like... You can't quite tell because obviously we're just a, in a kind of 2D environment, but it sort of looks like the drawer. The first time she stands wrong. up, Jesus Christ. Well, that's the thing. We f- enforce that you have to rotate your monitor into portrait mode to be able to see her. She's like, <laughs> look at me, look me in the And she won't stop screaming that until you realize the puzzle's yeah. answer is and it connects to rotate to, uh, your device. And all the Bluetooth speakers in your building. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear it connect. Yeah. And the with the internet of things, like the good thing about Battlesby Online is that as technology develops so will she because she's already plugged into like the the backbone of the internet so you know you buy a smart washing machine suddenly battersby is going to be fucking up your delicate <laughs> left right and center battersby um, battersby's invading your samsung fridge and just constantly <laughs> ice out just flushing the floor flushing water all over um she'd play havoc with my robot vacuum cleaner for example it would just oh, come man. in in the middle of the night and start trying to suck your head off oh um, yeah, I think this one's obviously it's in quite an early stage of development, but I just yeah. wanted to get the ball rolling with ideating on that so that we can blue sky maybe in our next session. Yeah, look, look the the rest of it, we're just the ideas guys, right? The rest Absolutely, of that's for yeah, the yeah. for the developers and the programmers to yeah, figure out but, how they're going to yeah. get the digital old lady to come around and like have <laughs> beat you to death. <laughs> but but you know that that that's, that's know, there's no bad ideas in brainstorming. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Well, look, this has been the opening gambit um, of our a month of spectacular content and there's so much more to enjoy. I guess we teased the fact that this will be all visible on a little, a fun infographic over at shame city mm. gang, Twitter, uh, or indeed in our discord shame.city slash discord, um, which will be much like the night of the living woke reviving from a, a kind of dead morbid stupor um, <laughs> this month. But should we just give them some highlights? I mean, there's a clear highlight for me, which is the very end of the month, oh, seeing yeah. a return to the Imagiporium's own, stomping ground delt so we, quest yeah well well i mean we can yeah we've got next week or over on the big bad books feed 
Yep. We will have uh, a, a fantastic new feature called I or AI. Nice. Um, Try and work out what it is yourselves. Yeah, just you you do that yourselves. And then the week after that, back here on the task feed, we're going to be having the return of the digital fright night. Yeah. Um, a fan favorite for sure. That was a lot um, of fun. Then again, a week after that, over at Big Bad Books, we have we will have Frightening Alley. The wizard always knocks twice. Um, for make of that what you will. <laughs> <laughs> as as are we yet to. And then yes, of course, as Isaac says, we will be yeah. capping off the month uh, the day before Halloween with yeah. uh, a very special, the long-awaited Delt it's a climax Delt Quest IV. Yeah, and let's just say. You won't be the only people climaxing when you hear what Delt Quest is this time. Oh, goodness He is one me. horny boggling. I'll no, you you're joking. I'll tell you that for free. Wow, um, I can't wait. Until then, welcome back to us uh, and to you, I suppose. It's been a pleasure. Um, it's been a pleasure indeed. We're going to do some streaming. We haven't quite decided when, but keep an eye out. If you're not following on Shame City Gang or in the Discord, you'll get notifications. No, if you're not following, you won't. So follow and then you will. Um, but until then, I've been Isaac. You've been. I have been Declan. Happy Halloween. Bye, guys. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife I'm in the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander Wherever I roam Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you
come to you.